0: Hello and welcome to episode number nine of the House Number Seventy Nine podcast. We have an extremely special guest today, who is um, an ex professor of mine. You can't see him; this uh, no one watches it. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, <I> <laughs>
1: He's throwing ones. gang signs.
0: Uh, <laughs> this is Bhaskar Malu, my ex psychology professor from Christ. One of the only professors I used to listen to <laughs> in <laughs> class. Mm-hmm. And someone who made me like psychology a little bit. Not enough to study it, obviously, but enough to like it. I'm first. glad not enough <laughs> to study
1: it. I wonder what would come out of that. Oh,
0: God, please no. <laughs> uh, but this is fun because you have not heard this podcast. Yeah, never. So you don't know what's coming for you. Uh, and you don't listen to podcasts generally. Yeah, generally. Even I'm, I don't listen to podcasts.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I you don't even listen to my own podcast.
1: I don't know. There is this idea that people are different t- types of learners, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've never been an auditory learner. Like even when I was a student mm. in the classroom, if the teacher wasn't theatrical enough, I was distracted. I oh would, yeah. I learned more from YouTube than them actually. That's true.
0: Yeah. I when the teacher involves a sense <laughs> of <laughs> theater in it, it's <laughs> more fun, obviously. Yeah. Okay. No name taking. No <laughs> psychology department shaming Thank in you. this podcast. Thank again.
1: you. I still have my PhD degree to get. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, so
0: you're not doctor yet? I was no, going to no, introduce no. you as Dr. No, 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 not yet. <laughs> but this is, um, he's a really fun dude. And what I'm really excited about <laughs> is that a lot of our ideologies align, if not all of them. Would you agree with that?
1: I Do you know so. me enough
0: to yeah that.
1: that's what I was thinking about. I just had a flash moment where I was thinking if I know you well enough or not yeah I think most of it would align yeah, yeah I mean you've read you my know. captions so you yeah <laughs> <laughs> you've read mine they're quite similar <laughs> <laughs> somebody did comment comment right at one post of mine saying Arma please don't hack into service <laughs> profile
0: yeah so I mean you just use better language that's all that's the only difference No, I don't think so yeah But, uh, okay, how is life right now? How are you feeling in life? Like, in a vast sense, not like, how are you feeling physically?
1: Fucking hell, I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's good. At at this moment in time, I think it's better than I've felt for a really long time. Okay. Um, The last year has been quite Mm -hmm. topsy-turvy. Very conscious decision to make it topsy-turvy. I quit a very good job, a job that I enjoyed as your professor. Right, um, and I wanted to explore the last final year of my twenties before I finally decided to do something with my career. Mm-hmm. So I jumped between I think two jobs, three jobs. I tried to do one-stop psychology for a while. Yeah. Um. Then I taught at an international school for a couple of months. Yeah. And then I joined the corporate, and I'm there for now for six months. Oh, okay. Um. And I've just resigned recently because I've got another job at a university which I was looking for. Mm-hmm. So. Basically, the last year I've wasted to just figure out that I wanted to remain an academician. (laughs) (laughs) So, in a way, it's good because now I don't think moving forward I'll ever be thinking that, oh, I should have done this or I could have explored this.
0: Oh, so no regrets at all?
1: Yeah, not professionally. Now, not at all, I don't think. Um, Because I've seen all these different spheres that I was interested in. Mm -hmm. You've Um, tried it out. I've tried it out. And I've been good at it, but Mm -hmm. they don't feed my soul. Um, (laughs) Yeah, because... All of these places, it's been great. Like the people have been fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, The organizations have been great and they've been really nice to me. Uh, The people across these organizations have been good. The job has been uh, quite good as well, but it's Mm -hmm. just not something I enjoy doing, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I miss teaching. I miss being in front of students. I miss seeing the spark in their faces when I teach them something new. Mm -hmm. Um, I miss the autonomy of being an academician. I think that's one of the things that people don't realize. Um, Oh, you think there's... There's a lot of autonomy in terms of what I do inside a classroom, mm-hmm. there's no micromanagement in that most places. True. Um, how I do my research, it's mm-hmm. my interest, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then who I choose to involve in all of those processes, and I'm leading the whole thing, right? So, True. Um, And then you have an HOD, but everyone else is a colleague of yours. Mm. So it's not like a proper hierarchical organization. Um, and in most places, the good thing is that the HOD is, was also a faculty member at some point. So he understands you. Yeah, yeah, he or she or they <laughs> yeah. um, understand you. And more than that, it's also to do with the fact that they um, they don't necessarily function as your boss. True. Right? Mm-hmm. It really depends. Again, if it's a private university, it might be different. A government university slightly different. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that difference is what I think academicians really like. And that's mm-hmm. why we stay on, even though... Um, in terms of pay, etc., the corporate gig is massive and it's, yeah, it's just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but then your working hours are your own, your flexibility, you have time to yourself. You can, I, like when I was teaching, I did so many things, right? True. Um, one stop psychology yeah. happened while you were teaching. So one stop yeah. psychology happened, podcasts happened, talking mm-hmm. about food happened, book happened, mm-hmm. apps happened, website <laughs> happened. So there's so many things. Yeah. A TED talk happened, right? True. Um, so, it's great. I love it. And Fuck, I think you I'm did good. a lot
0: of shit. Yeah, I know. In the
1: span of a year, I think I did all of that. So, that's yeah.
0: true. But why do you think, so I asked you how life is and you straight up went to your job.
1: Yeah, because that's the most important point. Do most important thing in my life right now. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, what else? This is the time where your but career... So this is
0: this is something that I've been battling with because mm-hmm. I'm in a stage. I recently went home and yeah. met a lot yeah. of like distant relatives. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Funnily, all of them asked me two things. Mm-hmm. Firstly, looking at me, they're like, how much do you weigh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the second thing is, uh, you've graduated college. Uh-huh. How much are you earning?
1: Oh, wow, okay. That's quite direct.
0: Yeah, that's quite direct for someone I haven't met in 10, 15 years. (laughs) Both of those questions. (laughs) And uh, and apparently it's very common in Indian families. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? yeah. So I was like, why is everyone so worried about what I'm doing in life? And why is life always... The narrative of life is so close to what you do for a living.
1: Okay, so um, it's an interesting question. I'll tell you one thing. See, there is one thing you have to understand is... Money and work, if you link the two, mm-hmm. right, then that's a problematic definition. Right? Okay. Work is a very important part of any human's life. Yeah. It's been that way for thousands and thousands when of years.
0: When you say work, you mean… Any
1: kind of work. Like your adult life is spent working, hmm. right? So, work. a
0: housewife, a house mom. Yeah, they are working. That's You call right? that work. Yeah, that is yeah, work, right?
1: Cool. Um, you, even when in the past, when we had farmlands, that mm-hmm. was work. Mm-hmm. When we were undergatherers, that was also work. Mm. So, you're right? not talking about jobs. You're I'm talking not about talking about jobs. I'm just yeah. saying that a lot of your adult life mm-hmm. is related to work, which… True. Something that interesting that Karl Marx said was mm-hmm. this. His major problem with capitalism was uh, what he called as the concept of alienation, right? Which mm-hmm. is that the worker is so far removed from the final product of what he creates or mm-hmm. they create um, that they do not get fulfillment from the work that they do. So you're just one cog in the wheel and you're doing that repetitively over time. Mm -hmm. And you don't know what that does. So if you're in like a a conveyor belt of machinery making, you're Mm. tightening one nut for 20 years and you don't know how that nut fits into a car. Mm. So you get no satisfaction. (laughs) That's the alienation of the worker. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the past, before capitalism, before the industrial revolution, if you were a carpenter, you made the whole chair and you gained satisfaction that you created this, somebody else bought it, they like it. Mm. Right. Um, so work has always been a very important part of a human being's life.
0: Okay. Right. Wait, I'm going to interject ah. here. So I don't feel so because mm-hmm. now I know why I don't mm-hmm. feel so. Because now that you explain the entire Karl Marx thing, I realize that because I'm freelancing and I'm not working in a full mm-hmm. corporate mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. any under anyone, mm-hmm. I am working for the end product from scratch. Correct. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like work or a job to me. So now that's why that justifies why I don't feel like this dictates my entire life.
1: Yeah, because it's not a job for you. Yeah, right. It's it's what you want to do. This is what you want to fill your day with. True. That's your choice you're Mm -hmm, making very mm -hmm. consciously. You want to fill your twenty four hours doing this Mm -hmm. work. Not twenty four. Whatever. (laughs) Um, I'm sure sometimes it's twenty four (laughs) also. I hope so at least. Um, And then because you're not so you're satisfied with this right you're satisfied yeah. with what you're doing hmm. the only time you will feel dissatisfied with this is a couple of times one when these kind of fucked up people will ask you about you know true how much money you are making out of this hmm. because they know there's nobody in the world who Who doesn't know that freelancing doesn't pay well initially yep you have to be really stupid to be like oh freelancing will pay you lakhs and crores even from the beginning right if you're thinking that way like please yeah like stop living (laughs) (laughs) let's stop irritating people with these questions stop Uh, living is a good thing i'll say to my relatives (laughs) and the second part is that it it becomes dissatisfactory when you compare it with other people yeah obviously so Mm. you'll you'll have peers i'm sure who've graduated now and Mm. they're making good money and Mm. They're spending and they're traveling and all yeah, of this, which yeah. you may not be able to do, right? Because you just started your freelancing career. Mm-hmm. That becomes another source of thinking, like, "What the fuck am I doing with my life?" True, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only two times. Otherwise, if you saw your work for just what your work, and you're trying to fulfill your time with it. Yeah, I'm pretty sorted. You're pretty sorted. You're very satisfied, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same with me. I, I did the corporate gig, etc., to a part where it was good money, right? Mm. Um, but I miss teaching. Obviously. Yeah. So I'm okay with going back backwards just to figure that out right Mm. because that that's what makes my day great Mm -hmm. right and every day I want to live it like that Um, it's only when you add these external contingencies of money and all of that that the work becomes job and then nobody likes having a job but
0: then there's no way now that we live so fully in a capitalistic world there's no way we can go back yeah that's
1: the unfortunate truth so what what people do is they fill their non-work hours non-job hours with Mm -hmm. hobbies right (laughs) but hobbies are actually what you want to be working on yeah But they don't pay. I was
0: reading a very, I don't know, I don't even remember the name of the book, but it said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing Mm -hmm. uh, if your job is something that you would do for free, Mm -hmm. then you're in the right job. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, (laughs) that that makes sense. (laughs) And And I have a huge problem with people who talk about like all this passion, you want to do something that you're passionate about and Mm -hmm. all of that. Passion is a very fading term. It doesn't last. Like the definition by itself is not something that is long lasting, mm-hmm. right? Passion mm-hmm. is something that fades over time for anything, true, right? Unless it turns into something like intimacy, love, whatever else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's very that technical, but you like think if your love doesn't fade, it does. But sometimes it doesn't. Most yeah, times, yeah. if it's love and if, like it's reciprocated equally and you manage uh-huh. it, then it can stay for. A, we will save this yeah, for later. Yeah, it can <laughs> stay for a longer period than passion. Let's just say that. Yeah. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, everything otherwise is temporary mm-hmm. like you wrote on your post <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my mood point is that uh, you have to yeah like you said you have to like to do something that you do for free Correct. Um, if you add the word passion to it then it adds a layer of emotion hmm. it adds a emotion and the emotion it adds is one of arousal okay not sexual arousal but arousal in yeah, terms yeah, yeah. of just excitement and all of that mm-hmm. right but it's not like you wake up in the morning and you're like excited aaj editing karunga Right? It's not, it doesn't have to be passionate. Got it's it. just something that you like. Like when I write, hmm. I don't wake up and I'm like, I'll write. Every day is like, I am like "Aaj will likhunga." everyday i do not want to write and then somehow I'll sit at the table and I'll yeah. write and then I'll enjoy that process, right? So passion changes the idea of this, the work, the work that thing, you like right? That. Hmm. Uh, that's my big concern with all these people who keep talking about, you know, do something you're passionate about. What they are essentially saying is do what you do for free. Yeah, do what you would do for free. Yeah. Every day.
0: What do you think about the hustle culture that do you know what the hustle culture is sort of, it's like these Gen Z or millennial people being like, you need to work 24 hours a day really? to be successful. And you need to like wake up at 5 AM, go for a run, have a cold shower. <laughs> oh fuck. No, but like <laughs> hustle culture is basically, I mean, I am a very skeptic, Like I'm a cynic about yeah, it. I'm ha, very ha. skeptical about yeah, it. Ha. And I'm like, I hate this ticket. Yeah, a- okay. So I describe it as something very negative. But to a lot of people, hustle culture is basically working your ass off till you're successful.
1: Uh, that's a very wide thing, right? Like mm-hmm. It's a very blanket thing. Hustle culture, matlab, it depends on what your work is. It depends on how much you like doing your work. Mm-hmm. It depends on whether you like going for a run or not in the morning. If you <laughs> don't like going for a run and then because somebody is telling you, "Oh, ke jao <laughs> and you don't like it, yeah. that's just stupid. Then That's oh, not right. hustle culture. That's... You're just listening to somebody else without trying to understand how you function, right? Like, I hate running. I will never go for a run. <laughs> like
0: <laughs> oh, you were Oh, you were telling me about walks, not runs. You used to go for walks to Agra Lake and
1: yeah, walks. See, should, I like going for a walk. I like yeah. sitting, chilling, seeing the water and all yeah. that. That really soothes me uh-huh. in the morning, right? Um, so, if I understand correctly, this hustle culture is probably to do with like productivity and making money yeah. and becoming billionaires, like this Gary. Gary, oh, that's the guy
0: I was trying to remember
1: the name of, yeah. Gary Vee. Yeah. Gary v. Some something, I don't know what that V, I don't know how to pronounce it. Urban Chalk. Oh, yeah, something. Um, yeah, these are the people, right, who are propagating, Elon Musk, right, yeah. I worked I work for 20 hours a day and all of that. They're good for you, right, that mm. you worked and Doesn't work this was us. success, this was what you defined success for yourself as. Ooh, and that you, was my next question. Yeah, and you've gone mm. ahead with it. But for so many people, if you look at Elon Musk's life, when I look at it, Mm -hmm. I feel bad for him. Genuinely, I feel bad for him. Mm. He's had three divorces. Mm. He has six kids whom he doesn't have time for. I don't know six. I'm just giving a number. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have time for. He has to make a calendar list about how much time he can spend with his children, Mm. right? Um, All for what? Now you're the richest person that has ever lived and you still like, okay, I understand. Maybe those things are not important for you. Right. Right, or maybe not. Like important, maybe a valued judgment. Maybe you, everything is a priority. Let's just say I'm giving him the best. No, no doubts in this situation, mm-hmm. right? Best uh, thing. But for me, looking at his life, if I had, if I was Elon Musk, okay. I would not be satisfied. I know that much.
0: So that's not how you define success. Yeah. How do you define
1: success? Oh, that's a interesting <laughs> question. I have not thought about that actually. I think I am successful. Yeah. Yeah, I have no.
0: I also so I'm yeah. at a, I'm at such a different stage, yeah. and I think it was at twenty or nineteen, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm successful." Yeah, because you problem? feel satisfied. Yeah, exactly right.
1: <laughs> Isn't that the definition of success? Yeah, I'm not trying to be cocky. I'm not cocky. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm, like if somebody asks me what I, I'm I'll pretty ask
0: sure you. no non-cocky person says I'm not cocky. It's <laughs> only cocky know. people <laughs> who say I'm not
1: cocky. It's like it's like saying, "Oh, I think I'm mature now." <laughs> so I'm just trying to say that. Like, if I died tomorrow, hmm. I, would, I would not have regrets about I it. am going to
0: slap you so much. Why? because this uh, I exactly say these things. Wow. When people...
1: I, yeah, <laughs> maybe two delusional people are on this podcast now. Yeah,
0: because <laughs> I have literally... I don't know who asked. I remember it was third year and we yeah. were in the middle of the pandemic, mm-hmm. obviously. And I was in my uh, previous flat. You've come mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And we were... So, he asked me, dude, how do you define success? Mm. I was like... I don't mm-hmm. if I die tomorrow I'm satisfied yeah. and I think yeah. I'm successful yeah. and i yeah. like oh that's very stubborn of you or whatever and I'm like
1: I'm sorry <laughs> this. <But> yeah then, <laughs> I think that it's a societal issue I think now where success is defined in it's okay it's your definition of success right? it's yeah. your life hmm. define it however if I had to define success my definition of success would be to do what I want to do every single day and having autonomy over my choices hmm. for what I do when I do. Now, obviously there are times that's not going to happen, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, like the tomorrow when my boss may tell me to do this, this, I'll have to do it. Yeah. But the rest of the day, I'm not doing the yeah, same thing. Yeah, when you're thing, not right? under your boss. So obviously it's not a black and white situation. The world works in the gray area, Yeah. right? So when I say I'm successful, I feel successful. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I am successful. I'm just saying that I'm very satisfied. Yeah, you with may not be I'm successful I'm according to someone yeah, else's definition yeah. of success. For me, I'm very happy with my life. Uh-huh. I'm very happy with the choices I've made obviously <laughs> there have been struggles and there have been days where it's been really tough and yeah. there's been days where I've been like crying and there's been days I've been really angry and mm-hmm. like you, everyone has that. that's the whole part of this bargain called life right mm-hmm. like you're just going through the processes um, but I think for me the most important thing is if I'm authentic mm-hmm. about what I am who I am where I am who I like what I don't like and I try to do that as much as possible Okay. At the expense of maybe someone else getting angry with me sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Or saying things that they don't want to hear, but I know they need to hear. Yeah. Like, I'm willing to risk the relationship and go through conflict. All right. As long as it's authentic to me, and, w- and, it's, and it doesn't have to be like it's authentic to me and it's going to hurt somebody else, so I'll do it. Not okay. like that, because mm. who I am as a person is not somebody who wants to hurt anyone else. Yeah. Obviously. So that's authentic behavior, right? Yeah. But at the same time, I'm also the person who will tell you what you need to hear, even though it might hurt you. Uh. So you can have all of those things, right? The problem, I think the central problem with the world now is people don't understand that you can live in a hypocritic state.
0: Yeah. You can can live with the right and wrong.
1: You can be right and wrong at the same time. You can do wrong things and say the right things. Mm -hmm. And you're allowed to. You're allowed to. And as long as you're willing to sort of negotiate that, be aware of it. Uh-huh. I think you're allowed. But obviously, that statement can be taken in a lot of different ways. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that you know you do see you murder somebody <laughs> and Putin say I'm not is a murderer. Right. <laughs> like, murder somebody and say like I'm not a murderer. Like, of course, they're not something that extreme, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the problem. Everyone begins to think on those extremes. Yeah. When you know for a fact who is listening, if you're listening, you know for a fact I'm not talking, talking about, about the extremes, right? Yeah, I'm it's... talking about general normal life. The world is a grey area. Yeah, like hmm. it's it's completely grey. There are no right and wrong. Like. We made up the rights and wrongs. Even if there are laws for right and wrong, even if there <laughs> is universal laws for right and wrong, as a human being, you are going to make mistakes. Eh? Yeah. How long are you going to hold people up to standards that you have set? Hmm. Something I really like, and this stays with me for a long time, is uh, if you ever re- get to read Jawaharlal Nehru's book to Indira Gandhi, yeah. right? Letters to My Daughter, yeah, 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 in that there is a very important sentence he says. He says, never judge the present by the standards of the past, mm-hmm and the past by the standards of the present. Yeah. I've, I've read this somewhere yeah. else. Mm-hmm. So that makes so much sense, right? If you look at the world today and you judge it by, if you look at like the past, like 50 years ago, and you judge it by today's standards, those people didn't have the reality that we have. Eh? Their exactly. viewpoint on life was so different. Mm-hmm. Right. So
0: It doesn't even have to be 50 years. I've started realizing mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, how people are problematic mm-hmm. these days and there's a lot of things you can say and can't say in a public space. Hmm. Four years back, we were all saying those things, (laughs) and no one was getting affected. So, times are changing, so you need to change along with it. So, yeah,
1: yeah, it would be stupid to be like, oh, no. I
0: was earlier. I (laughs) am still.
1: Obviously, like you are just being something. Okay, you don't want to change, and you don't accept. That's fine, but you can't throw that at somebody else's face, right? Your liberty ends where someone else's begins. Your freedom okay. of speech ends where someone else's begins, hmm. right? So if you have that in mind, then naturally you're going to be okay with, say something like these pronoun things, right? I know a lot of people who have problems with it. Right. I've never had a problem with it. Like if you want to be addressed as he, she, they, whatever, right? Hmm. What the fuck difference does it make to me? <laughs> like what difference? I don't understand this. Why do people feel like, oh, if I call a male, she, why is it a problem for you? <laughs> you are just la- changing the label, right? It's a problem for you only when you put a value on that. Yeah. That you are not okay with, say, homosexuality, you're not okay with transsexual people mm-hmm. or transgender people, then you have a problem with it. Otherwise, why the fuck will you have a problem? It's like a name. Yeah. Like tomorrow I can call you Akash. <laughs> and, it was, like, and you want me to call you Akash. I'll call you Akash. Will, you, will it make a damn difference? No. Yeah, it's just a tag. It's just a tag. <laughs> so some things is just, I don't understand people. They just don't have a problem with everything.
0: Come closer to the mic. The Azan okay. is going to start. Okay. Okay. So some people have a
1: problem with that also now. <laughs> I just some hear people. A lot of people. <laughs> I read something on the newspaper today only or yesterday, uh-huh. where I think some politician in Mumbai uh-huh. threatened to stop, told to stop the Azan on loudspeakers, and then that if they don't stop, then they'll start bhajans. Bhajans. As ah, like go for it, Go for it. This imagine is a This being is a, a better solution than fashion. blocking Azan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Imagine being an atheist resident in that.
1: That's <laughs> a <laughs> <laughs> bhajan Active noise cancellation. Active noise
0: cancellation fuse. Oh, but that's a brilliant segue into our next topic.
1: No, but that's a great solution, no?
0: Active noise cancelling? No. So,
1: to let people blast bhajans. No, it's not. No, it's better than removing the loudspeaker. Yeah, but then it's hurting the environment in some <laughs> yeah, way. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not going to kill people. <laughs>
0: Environment of people, I would choose environment. <laughs>
1: oh, never! I I cannot. I'm sorry. Like I know a lot of people are like very environmentally. I'm also, uh-huh. right? but over people no. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to live with myself. <laughs> no, obviously you don't have to kill them. No, but if I was <laughs> part of the decision making, then I am right. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, do you believe in God? Ah, that's a. I've had this conversation with someone. I'm scared to not believe. You're scared to not believe. What if there is a God or gods or goddess or whatever? Okay. Something. Mm-hmm. And then I've lived my life being like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> and then I, and then after I die, if they are there, <laughs> and then, I'm like, <laughs> then I'm like, no, I don't want to take that chance. So you, you have a small sense of belief
0: in the afterlife, at least.
1: Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's an interesting observation. I never thought of that. Yeah, maybe <laughs> I do have a sense of belief in the afterlife. Yeah, why but. Not? It, I think it comes from family. So there's a very personal history to all of these things. Uh-huh. Um, in the Marwari culture, Rajasthani culture, there are these ideas where uh, when somebody passes away and uh-huh. if they've done good work and karma and all of that, yeah. then they become something known as the Pitra. Yeah, yeah. Right? You know. uh, so they become like an angel and all of that and then they take mm-hmm. care of the family and mm-hmm. they have a certain lifespan and then they attain moksha or whatever, right? True. Um, so we have that in our family with my grandfather. Okay. So I've grown up with that. Hmm. And I've seen the possession take place and all of that. Um, So I've seen him possess my uncle and then my uncle was like constantly shivering like that. Oh yeah, I've seen that. But like, it just seemed like... And like, I've seen people around that area, like the atmosphere sort of just the energy change and people start puking and all sorts of crazy shit has happened. And then I'm there as a psychologist, (laughs) I'm trying to negotiate (laughs) science with what is happening, right? And it's emotional also because my grandfather, Mm -hmm. right? It's Mm -hmm. my uncle, it's my family. So... (laughs) <laughs> it's a very <laughs> difficult position to be in uh-huh. um, so I think that's where my s- fear as well as belief arises from okay um, if that did not exist if that if event that, that's if not event if the grandfather's story the and this, entire this North entire incident, thing mm-hmm. I don't think I would be a believer now okay but because that exists and there is an emotional connection that is there mm-hmm. it's hard to let go I don't want to let go also to a degree it's like a good super ego to have in life oh <laughs> the psychologist has spoken <laughs> <laughs> but no i've also seen
0: uh so in himachal this is called Mata Charna. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i saw that and i was i don't know eighth grade seventh mm-hmm. grade and mm-hmm. i didn't know psychology uh-huh. back then now i know you know for a fact that i don't know a lot of psychology yeah, i know yeah. <laughs> little bit that's uh-huh. all but all those things of oh, mata Charna, And that uh-huh. It just seems Like a form of a fit It, it could yeah. be very easily Biologically proven If tried It's not
1: That's the problem with it
0: Because no one has been Allowed to No they have been Yeah Yeah i have tested EEG I don't know so. I test. I read back then In 9th grade And I couldn't uh, find Anything uh, about it 9th <laughs> grade is
1: which year For you
0: 2014
1: uh, Not too long ago But then yeah. the EEG systems Have now become much better They've tested all of this and okay. they can't really figure it out. Um, it's one of the weird things in life where... Could it be acting? Not acting. It's like a placebo. Yeah. If anything. If if it's not real. Uh-huh. I'm not discounting that it's, act- it's real or not. I'm nobody to judge because science has not No, no. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm saying it's not ha. real. <laughs> no, I'm, science has not disproved it. Yeah, yeah so true. So, it's somewhere in the grey again, right? Yeah. Um, but if... It, work. It, it does work for some people. It mm-hmm. cures mental illnesses for a lot of people. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, there's this entire, like, Himachal, Uttarakhand, all these places have these shamans, right? But why is it only in that area? Because that's the, I don't know, least affected, more tribal, mm-hmm. that sort of belt. The entire Himalayan belt, including, like, where I am from, Sikkim, yeah, Darjeeling, yeah. Arunachal, all these places also have this entire culture. Environmentally
0: induced psychological disparity. Also
1: least affected by colonialism. Yeah.
0: Because they were in the mountains.
1: Yeah, they so, like, were in the mountains. They were like, you can't reach here. I mean, they reached Darjeeling. Shimla was also a summer capital. <laughs> Shimla and all. But they didn't go there much more. I feel like my father. I feel like my father. They didn't go there much more. They left them. The Northeast was a thing that they left. They called yes. it like that, right? Um, so maybe that is just, this is all hypothesis and conjecture. But the basic point is that it works. Even in Kerala, actually. Okay. There mm-hmm. is a temple that we visited, uh, Chottanakal Temple, I think it's called, Okay. Uh, where they have a annual goat sacrifice. Yeah. yeah, that's And then a lot of people come there and they get possessed and they like start to shiver and they'll start jumping and a lot of stuff will happen. Mm-hmm. And then they're cured of the mental illnesses, a lot of them, including things like depression, schizophrenia, and there is no medical explanation. Medically for it. cured, like Medically before cured and after they, has been tested. There is no symptom now the thing is it's not it's not like a physical disease right that there is yeah, like blood right. pressure <laughs> high so you can check this, this, <laughs> dystolic and I- systolic and disystolic right uh, but mental illnesses are based on symptoms and these people stop showing any symptoms It's like that it's with addiction also right with the ayahuasca drink mm-hmm. have you heard of ayahuasca no so ayahuasca is this drink uh, which is basically made in Chile Peru and now nowame- okay. available in America and all of mm-hmm. that it's a plant right? okay um which, if you drink, if you drink uh, the whatever yeah. they make out of it, shake uh-huh, or uh-huh, whatever, uh-huh. if you drink that, then normally your body sort of digests it and nothing happens. But these people prepare it in such a way that it bypasses the digestive system. And this has been going on for thousands of years in these cultures, okay? Um, tribal cultures in those areas. Uh-huh. And it's basically a DMT hit. Okay. So, DMT is a drug, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Um, so, you have the drink. Now, usually when people inject dmt or they have tabs i don't know if they have tabs whatever they inject dmt it's Mm -hmm. a five to ten minute trip but it's a like insane level of perception trip all right like they start to see god and angels and a lot of people report like a whole parallel life thing and lots of stuff like that Mm -hmm. with the ayahuasca drink the trip lasts for like five hours six hours like that because it gets digested right um and a lot of people who are like addicted to substances Mm -hmm. Come back after that and they're no longer addicted. They're just cured like that. And they'll tell you stories of how they spoke to God and they spoke to angels and they spoke to like these meta physical beings. And in those conversations, they realized that they were full of love and they were full of kindness Ah. and empathy and whatnot. And then addiction comes from where? It comes from a place of conflict, dissatisfaction, and all of that, right? Because you start because of that, and then tolerance develops and whatever else. And then you start to Mm. uh, really consume a lot, right? So those initial issues sort of get sorted by these conversations with these metaphysical beings, right? Yeah. Uh, and the person feels fulfilled again. Now obviously it doesn't happen for everybody. Yeah. But then that's, see, that's the
0: the sentence in the mm. end. It's so convenient that all of these things
1: are happening to very select few people. No, there is no demographic consistency between these select few people. They're random people. Hmm. There's no pattern between them. It's not but like it's, white
0: people only. But it's not common. What do you mean point. common? It's just It it's, doesn't happen for everybody. Yeah. It it's, doesn't happen. It doesn't happen for the masses, basically. Considering how many people believe in God, uh-huh. we started the conversation yeah, with God. Uh-huh. And this is where we ended.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Not a lot of people have this proof, whatever this proof is, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the whole problem, right? It's because not a lot of people have this sort of feedback mm-hmm. that a lot of people don't believe. Mm. Right. But then and what some about people, all these who people who do have it, they believe. Yeah. yeah. And, and some people who've heard from other people <laughs> believe. Right. So you're right. It's not scientifically valid at all. I can't say sit here and say that, Oh, 95% of the time this will happen, which I can yeah. say about say therapy or medication, mm-hmm. right? because that has science and there is a scientific method that has been employed to exactly. get that conclusion. Right. Yeah. These are random events, random, Things, but it's not like they don't work. Right, it works for some people. It might be working because of a placebo also. Mm-hmm. Irrespective, if it's causing, if as a psychologist, if it's going to help somebody with their mental illness mm-hmm. and they they can get better with it and they think they can, mm-hmm. I'm in no position to say no.
0: Yeah, obviously.
1: Yeah, makes. Sense. My objective is to get that person cured, right? Yeah. And if they think that going to the shaman might help them, no psychologist will say no. Let's mm-hmm. say you go ahead, try it out. If it works for you, great, right? If it doesn't <laughs> for work, come me back. Also. <laughs> no, not great for me. I lose money. <laughs> but if it doesn't work, you come back. Yeah. right? And I won't judge you for it. There is no value judgment from my end about what you want to do, how you think you'll get help. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the point. Like it's, it's like Ayurveda to a degree, right? <laughs> like there, there is a ministry and they are trying to have science behind it, but not everything in Ayurveda is supported by science now, true. But people who believe get better with it. Mm. People who believe in Ramdev's medication or whatever that like gas and all. I know so many people who just get better with having it. Good for them, yeah? Why, yeah. why should I feel like oh, Ramdev is this that if someone likes it, the product has worked for them, and they are healthier because of it. Mm-hmm. Ramdev has done a good thing, in my opinion, no. <laughs> in that sphere. Yeah. That's a very <laughs> important thing, right? In that sphere. Good clarification. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, no, I mean,
0: I'm of the same belief. I hmm. absolutely don't believe in a god. Okay. If there's a higher power, prove it, hmm. right? It when the moment science proves the hmm. existence of god, hmm. I am all for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am amazed. Yeah. I will believe in god fully. Yeah. yeah. But as of now, there's hmm. nothing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm
0: just it's very it irks me that I can't believe in God. Because I really want to. I want someone who I can put all the blame on for my entire life. And what's stopping you? Because it there's no proof. And where there's why no proof in my personal life that there's someone, there's a power that exists which is
1: guiding okay, why me do you. Okay, just being a devil's advocate now. Why yeah. do you need a proof? I
0: that's how my brain works, no?
1: Yeah, but it's malleable, you can always sort of short circuit it. Yeah. if you is, it, it it if you're saying I used really to I to. used to believe in God uh-huh. until like
0: eighth, ninth grade and then uh-huh. I, uh, that is everybody, were,
1: yeah. Was there a knock? No, no. Somebody's walking on the steps. Yeah, so uh-huh. we
0: used to go to the Mandir every Tuesday mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I I still know all the Artis mm-hmm. and Bhajans mm-hmm. by heart. Mm-hmm. But just watching that thing like I was exposed to like Hinduism right mm-hmm. as it is mm-hmm. like showering mm-hmm. stones with mm-hmm. milk and mm-hmm. i'm
1: sorry i don't want to offend anyone mm-hmm. but it just no if it there is a hindu listening and they are offended they don't know their religion <laughs> because everything according to hinduism is sacred right yeah so a stone is as sacred as anything else it mm-hmm. is it is as as much part of the universe and cosmos
0: yeah and i was just exposed to so many different i went to assam huh. uh, there's a i'm forgetting the name of the mandir it's in
1: Gawati, yeah, Kamakya. Kamakya mandir,
0: yeah. and over there it's a Shiv mandir, if I'm not wrong, and they're mm. giving like
1: alcohol. So much
0: alcohol is being.
1: Oh, I don't think that's Kamakya. Kamakya is a female goddess. So ha, huh, like, maybe. I yeah.
0: I, I yeah. am uh, sorry. This is yeah. very wrong on my yeah. part. But then there's like goat heads lying. Ah, uh, that's a different right, mandir, then I think. Yeah, yeah right yeah. next to the statue, and I'm like, this is. If there's a god, I'm pretty sure they don't want
1: this. If there is a god, that is what God would want. Because everything everything is equal, like obviously, they don't want goats to die for them. Yeah, the sacrifice I don't agree with, Uh but the act of nothing being impure Mm -hmm. is something I sort of respect. Yeah, no, it's not impure, yeah, it's It's just someone having to die for that's a yeah, that might be a problem. Look at India right now, (laughs) that is not that is not. uh, I'm like. That is not God or anything. That yeah. is just politics, religion, and religion politics. And mm. polit- religion that has been politicized. Yeah, it is not religion itself either. Or politics which have been religionized, if that's the word. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, either way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, as far as God and all of this, like for me, mm-hmm. right, I grew up in a Christian school. Yeah. In boarding school, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm and believe it go or not go read
0: Homeward Bound by Bhaskar Maju,
1: <laughs> if anyone has listened to this part of the podcast <laughs> I swear please get one copy <laughs> uh, so with St. Paul's where I was studying yeah. right, Christian school believe it or not I was the head of the church oh <laughs> oh no <laughs> I was the head of the church for two years and I have worked for the church what we call the chapel uh-huh. for seven of my no for six of my seven years in school so I have cleaned it what I does have, head of the church do as the student head of the church, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so I've cleaned it, I've swept it, I've wiped every pew that is there, I've arranged all the hymn books, prayer <laughs> books. I have even been the cross bearer mm-hmm. for the bishop of Calcutta, <laughs> and I walked to the altar with it, and I've been part of the holy communion also. So you're more Christian yeah, so <laughs> than <it's>, Jane. <laughs> right? And my parents throughout knew about it, and they never really had a problem with yeah, it, yeah. right? Um, and school also didn't have a problem with it because they didn't necessarily need a christian to do any of those things right yeah um, and i think probably the christian boys knew all the work that was involved so they never volunteered for it <laughs> they're like no thanks <laughs> yeah ye karna hai but yeah what was the question you had asked i forgot i didn't ask a question you said something about the thing i was going to say something i forgot um, <laughs> it's okay next yeah. question <laughs> no 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 let me just think um, yeah, so even with that sort of upbringing, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, like I'm Jain technically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no Jain household prays only to Jain gods because Jain is an atheistic religion. There is no oh, god yeah, in Jainism, yeah, Jain, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So you create, you follow Hinduism more or less. Right, right. Um, and then I went to a Christian school, and so there was Christianity, right? Uh-huh. Now Ramadan is going on, so we used to fast at least one day uh-huh. for our batchmates who we were Muslims oh, with them to that's show so support, cool. right? Uh-huh.
0: I I still do it. I have tried it. I have never done it. I tried it once and I was like, nah, thanks.
1: (laughs) So, we, like, so that was a very great community in terms of how we lived, right, in boarding school. So, we had, like, every religion and religion was never a problem or anything for us or any of any importance, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So, the idea of God and this universal power and all of these things, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Existing, non-existing, I don't know why people are like hell-bent on science and asking science to prove something like this. Okay. That's my perspective on it. Like I've thought about this a lot and I've heard this argument from so many people, right? Uh-huh. The day science proves it, right? Yeah. The question is which science? Mm-hmm. <coughs> <I
0: mean. laughs>
1: which science is looking at God, you tell me? Okay. <laughs> if physics will prove God, not possible. Right? <laughs> chemistry cannot prove Which science will prove it? If you are saying the scientific method, mm-hmm. that's different, right? The scientific method can be employed in terms of research to multiple fields. Okay. right? Um, but no science discipline can prove God. Not okay. the astronomy, nothing, right? No one is actually looking for it if you really think about it. Yeah, yeah no one is right? looking for God. <laughs> no one is trying to prove it. And sometimes it's like, I don't know why you need proof for everything. You can't have proof for everything. Let's yeah. say, say, I will segue to the topic you want to discuss with me. Uh-huh. Love. <laughs> right? How do you ever prove love? How
0: did you know? Did I tell you?
1: No, but <laughs> I think that's both of our yeah. <laughs> central life topics Oops. anyway. <laughs> but how do you prove love? You can never prove love, right? No yeah. matter how much you do for the other person, mm. no matter how much they ask of uh, ask that of you, mm-hmm. how much they cling on to you or whatever or you cling on to them. How do There's you ever no proof. prove? Right? Yeah. Which then begs the question, is there something called love? Hmm. All which up. is the same thing as God because you can't prove is there something yeah. about God and science can't prove either of them <laughs> but we are okay to believe in love yeah because love will give us physiological feedback yeah because I've sex. felt it no yeah so some people feel God also like that
0: hmm.
1: it's just that you have not experienced it yeah
0: so it. exactly my point the yeah. day I feel God yeah. in me yeah. not in a sexual yeah. way
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Unless you follow Osho. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. You know, but it's my favorite book of Osho.
0: I have, none, I have read none of them. So none of them. Huh? You yeah. should.
1: It's, quite, it's important to take perspective of people you might disagree <laughs> with. Um, I don't disagree with him completely, but there's this book he's written. It's actually a talk which became a book. Okay. From Sex to Super Consciousness. Oh. And he's got some like insane points. Like Not everything you'll agree with, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but he makes one very poignant point which is he says that people today are brought up with this idea of sex is a sin, sex is a sin, sex is a sin, sin, Mm -hmm. right? And then when they turn into teenagers they realize they are born out of this sin. Joseph is here, hi (laughs) Joseph,
0: wait I will just open the door.
1: Hello, how are you, man? I'm good, I'm good.
0: Carry on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Osho was saying sex is great.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> no, not saying sex is great. Was what was he convicted for again? <laughs> he was not convicted for anything. Huh? No, I don't think he was Wait. convicted.
0: Was Osho not convicted for... Uh, oh, Public no. indecency, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, <laughs> I
1: don't know other than that. Because they were convicted. He was, I think there was a Charges case. against yeah, they, they him. Yeah. Ooh, anyway, if you become famous, there will be charges against you. That's as simple as mm, that. That's like, I don't know one famous person who may not have charges against them. Modi? <laughs> he had charges against him. <laughs> they don't exist. Huh?
0: Yeah, they're all gone. They don't they're don't. they gone, but they
1: did exist. <laughs> Until That's the point. You have to get to a point where you can remove the charges. <laughs> that should be the end goal. Yeah. No, but anyway, yeah. So uh, about the book, right? It, it, it says that everyone's gotten brought up with this idea of sex is a sin. Hmm. Then when they hit puberty, they realize they're born out of sin. Yeah. And then they recoil by fighting against their parents in those teenage years because they're like, what the fuck, dude? say that you have And a is still mistake Sin is such a big word Yeah. Right? <laughs> and then you sort of renegotiate that And you understand what it is and hmm. all that, right? But but when as you are getting older, nobody in the world I think if you have a rational brain You know that marriage And that signing of that document Or putting that, sun, that whatever Sindhuur or whatever mang, Does mang. not shift The idea in your head at least Conceptually. Okay. You can't suddenly one morning be not think sex is a sin, <laughs> then put sindoor or put ring as the male <laughs> and then be like sex is no longer sin. Right? That is that is not how the human mind works. That's how religion uh, works. Yeah. So yeah. So that's that's something very interesting that he speaks about that nobody else ever does, right? Everyone is very avoidant of sex in general. Yeah. Um, but yeah, carry on, what do you say? So
0: no, I wasn't saying anything. I was planning to ask you mm-hmm. what does love mean to you?
1: I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, I, have, I have debated this question quite a bit. Yeah, um, I think there are different forms of love, uh-huh. um, and you can love multiple people in multiple different ways. Hey, don't be diplomatic. No, no, time. like you, your love for your parent will differ from your love for your friend, yeah. and your love for your girlfriend will differ from your love for your wife. <laughs> 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 Just kidding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't let my wife hear this. <laughs> So nice. uh, <laughs> and only I laughed at it. <laughs> I was like, "Why is he cracking this joke and pointing at me?" <laughs> I'm uh, no, twenty-one. Uh, We're not twenty-one. I'm twenty-one. Really? I just
1: turned twenty-one. Shit, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I don't know. I do, like it depends on what context are you asking about love. Are you if you're asking it romantically? Yeah. Um. I don't know. I think I've. Fall in love once in my life. Oh, for real? I think so. Okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, I don't know how to be sure about it. Huh. Right? Uh, I couldn't be sure to that person either. <laughs> that, like, this is sure oh, or not. No. But this is how I'm feeling. This is the most intense I've felt. Right. Right? And this is the most... Um. I don't know what the right word is, but I'm trying to say... Consistent, I've felt. Like, stagnated, but in a good way. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right? Like... The same level of emotion as pers- yeah, yeah, it has persistently pervaded my body, <laughs> right? In terms of arousal, that sounds so wrong. <laughs> but that's one way to put it, right? Right. Um. And like yeah, and I don't know beyond that what what this guy about.
0: hasn't stammered in the past forty-five minutes, but in this last question, <laughs>
1: <laughs> he stammered the shit out of the
0: entire <laughs> sentence.
1: <Okay. laughs> Yeah, it's exactly. It's such a difficult thing to answer. I want to meet meet somebody who can define it. Even I
0: don't have an answer. I'm just going around asking it. I think it's a wrong
1: question. Why?
0: What is right and wrong Bhaskar? not right (laughs) and wrong. I think
1: it's the framing of the question makes one try and describe the experience.
0: No, I'm saying how do you define love? What does love mean to you? I'm not saying what is love?
1: No, what does love mean to me is also dependent on the person, right? How, mm-hmm. I can't define love in the abstract without there somebody without there being somebody who that love is attached to. Okay, I get right? that. Yeah. Other than that, then love is just like kindness, generosity, I can start giving you <laughs> lots of descriptive and I feel, words. Uh, I de <laughs> <Yeah. trust laughs> But love is also person dependent, right? With different yeah. people, you love them differently. Like all your girlfriends that you've had or I've had, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Joseph hasn't had any. Uh, <laughs> Why did you <laughs> have to bring him into this? For each of them has been loved differently, right? And some of them have been loved more, some of them have been loved l- less. Mm-hmm. Degrees have been different, yeah. Right? Um, I don't really understand the difference between like and love either. It's it's such a weird. I experience. feel like it's just the
0: degree of Lust. what you said. <laughs> <laughs> Stop bringing sex into it. <laughs>
1: no like that's what i'm saying it's it's such a murky area right yeah Uh, like you can't have definitions and pointers and borders between these things and even when you are in love with somebody and you're like conscious that this is a great relationship and i'm in love Mm -hmm. even then it will oscillate yeah there'll be days you love them there'll be days you hate them there'll be days you just like want them to die yeah right Uh all of that will happen and I think that's just how normal human relationships are.
0: Do you think humans need love to survive? Wow. <laughs> no. No? No. Not romantic love.
1: Love. To survive? Yeah. No.
0: Survival is do. a very
1: biological thing, right? Like, you don't need love to survive. You can survive alone in the wild. And but if you know your, if you have enough skill you'll survive. Hmm.
0: Okay, I'll rephrase. Do you think humans need love to live? <laughs>
1: <laughs> same thing. No, You're you asking, do you, do you think humans need love to feel happy or something? Not like feel that? happy, like, live. You,
0: Surviving is not living.
1: Okay, fine. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah. Okay, by living, you mean like being satisfied mm-hmm. and happy and wholesome and yeah. all those things, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't think anyone is satisfied, happy and wholesome no. at the
1: same time. <laughs> But okay. I hope somebody is. Yeah. That'd be so nice. If somebody is. <laughs> Feels nice to say it also. <laughs> yeah. I hope somebody really is. If you are out there, please comment here. Okay? Osho. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Osho, no chance. <laughs> um, actually, the current head of Osho mm-hmm. is a school senior of mine. Like a really oh, old senior of mine. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> and you know them personally? No, I don't know them. Oh, okay. But I've seen pictures and I, I hope someday I get to know them. That'd be <laughs> fun. Uh, but anyway, we've segued. Um, do you need love to, to live? live. Wow. No, I don't think so. You don't think so? No. Not not romantic love, at least. Other forms of love? Yes. So you need love in some form or the other? Yeah, like you need... I, I don't know if I want to use the word love because it's so complicated to define. Mm-hmm. I, I'd rather say things but like... But it's
0: easier to use the word because it's so
1: complicated to wow. define. I don't know. I don't know what that sentence means. <laughs> and I don't want you to tell me what it means. <laughs> Uh, I thought you had such a right time in your life for this podcast. Yeah, thank God. I'm in between professorial uh, jobs. No one can blame me for being like, you know. yeah. um, I think it's, you need people in your life. I can say for myself, let me put it like that. Okay. For me, I can't speak for You're all people. You're just being safe no? No, how can I speak for all people? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. No, no, I agree. I agree, can agree. speak for myself. I know for a fact that I need people in my life.
0: Hmm. To, to love live Or and, to be loved
1: Yeah I need to love people And I need to be loved by them mm-hmm. um, And I have attachment with them And yeah. I want to take care of them Right um, And I want to be there For the bad times Good times Whatever <laughs> Right um, And I have this attachment To a lot of people in my life Right mm-hmm. Like I have come to Bangalore And I am here meeting you mm-hmm. And Joseph And Shivangi Hopefully when she comes Right um, Because there is attachment There is love There is care yeah. And there is all of these things Oh you things, need right? me to live Basically That's what you were getting at <laughs> No <laughs> Maybe Joseph and Shivangi. <laughs> but you're the only one who has a house. <laughs> uh, no, but that's that's what I'm saying. Like you need people, you need food, you need maybe pets. Some people need maybe some people need, hmm. but you need some form of uh, attachment. But yeah. I know that the at the same time, the back of my head is like, no, the Buddhist idea is like detachment <laughs> because I've done Vipassana and all of that. Yeah. Right? And detachment is you can live with detachment also, right? Yeah. Um, But at the same time, even for them, even -hmm. for any monk or any any kind of religious figure or anyone who meditates and all of that, for them also, um, they have found a higher whatever higher means which they are attached to, which they are they are in love with, or they have found love through God, or they've found love. They're in in love with the universe. (laughs) Yeah, and maybe there's no attachment to it. Uh Right? Maybe they're not pining for it, or they're not clinging. Because the problem with words is this: Hmm. there are so many different understandings of the same word that like recently I was talking to somebody and uh, she told me that like we were discussing something and we both used a word that both of us misinterpreted and she's like this is called Lokomaki. Okay. Right. So there's a word for this where the same word can be understood differently by two people. And there's a word for that. Yeah. To explain why that happened. (laughs) Does that word have several definitions? (laughs) No. (laughs) I should have asked her that. (laughs) But a dictionary thankfully has only one definition. Yeah. Right. Um, And that's the thing. Like I can say all of these things, but somebody else listening might see it in a very different way. Yeah. Someone's just getting pissed Pissed (laughs) off, right? Like they'll be listening, and their perspective is very different. And they're like, "So, what are you (laughs) saying? What are you saying? But that's not what I mean, right? Yeah. Um, So yeah, that's the central thing with human beings. They're going to misinterpret you, and that's okay, I think. But you... how do
0: you? Okay, so being a professor, hmm. at least in, I only know you hmm. as a professor in Christ. Uh, you must have <laughs> been through a lot because of your department and your bosses and whatever. I'm not taking any names, right? <laughs> so there's. I usually force this because I have to because it's not talked about enough. Uh, now it's started, like people have started talking about this, which is mental health. Hmm. And you're a huge pioneer for that, Hmm. right? You even provided free therapy to a lot of people. Uh, What are your personal ways of dealing with days when you're bad, when you're down? Oh, that's
1: that's a very... As a (coughs) professor,
0: not as a, just as some random human being.
1: Hmm. As a person who studied psychology.
0: Imagine you are in class and you're not feeling that great because I've seen you and I'm not feeling all right yeah you're not yeah, feeling yeah, yeah. great yeah. mental health is bad yeah I've seen you like that and I noticed it really yeah I won't tell you when and no, I don't why not re-
1: I won't even remember uh, exact date okay. and but I've seen you sad anything. yeah ah, I think I know the day <laughs> I, I sort of know the day because that was the day I cried on campus oh uh, it was it was a very very weird <laughs> day. Uh, I had like this seren- serendipitous moment where there was this person that I was in love with and all of that, and then mm-hmm. uh, we had not spoken for a while, and then at the airport at three o'clock at night we met. Oh! And then like we just like got along and we became friends again and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the next day, like I, after class, it mm-hmm. just hit me as like a truck the whole thing. I like, said, "What the fuck just happened to me over the last twenty four hours?" And I was coming back from my best friend's wedding. Oh no! <laughs> so there was like just a lot of emotional <laughs> shit going on, and I had not processed it. I just went to sleep because it was like five o'clock in the morning. I reached at nine yeah. o'clock at class, and then I went to that other end of the ground, and I just like it just <laughs> came out of me like that, right? Um, so that probably might be the day, if any. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't mind sharing it because I don't see a problem with it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, what do I do? See, I've like I said, right? This year has been quite hmm. a whirlwind. Um, and I think two three weeks ago I was having some issue in terms of just um, romantic life and all of that nonsense right mm-hmm. um and calls it nonsense attaches <laughs> full life to it <laughs> um that's how we deal with some things right oh, no. <laughs> it's it's i for a long time if you ask my friends right mm-hmm. uh through college through masters i was one of the most sorted people you would have met sorted how sorted mentally okay like this is this this is, this, this is that this is what i want to do you like me, I like you. Good. We'll get forward with this. You don't like me, I like you. We will I not. Will we will not. Man, we will not touch this. I don't like you. You like me. I'm sorry. Right? <laughs> like it was very clear-cut. I never got too emotional about these things, and I don't want to say emotional, but I never saw these things very irrationally. Obviously, there were times I was very irrational about it. Right? right? Hmm. Um, but I was very clear, and I had I knew how to deal with my own mind. How boring though. Very boring, <laughs> right? Uh, very boring. But where's the spice? <laughs> some people know where well the spice is <laughs> let's just say that um but yeah that was the that was a great phase in my life in terms of my own control over my own mind right that's how i want to put it mm-hmm. um and that was also a time where i used to do a lot of breathing exercises and meditation but not oh, the wow. traditional form of meditation like not something like vipassana or nothing that intense right, right, not right. chanting and all just breathing basic breathing mm-hmm. uh, meditation that you can find on youtube 10 minutes video. yeah, yeah i do that yeah yeah um and I was very like calm as a person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then over the next few years, as I got into this job and teaching and all of that, mm-hmm. I sort of forgot about doing these things, right? I felt very content <laughs> with my doing, own self. Doing the breathing, my, doing the breathing thing. Doing the breathing thing, right? Um, and then slowly over time, it started to degrade, right? Uh, until a point last year where it was quite bad. Until like two months ago, when it was quite two weeks ago rather, right? It was it was quite fucked up at that point mm-hmm. and then I found my way back to this and now I feel so much just like I feel like myself after a really long time mm-hmm. where nothing now seems to bother me that much and uh, whatever bothers me I know why they bo- it's bothering me right? yeah. and I know how to deal with it and I know when to let go I'm I'm easier on myself now mm-hmm. um, so that's one thing that really works for me right meditation um, the other thing is writing Yeah, writing is extremely cathartic I mean extremely you cathartic. wrote a whole ass book <laughs> yeah, but that was not cathartic. <laughs> that was not in terms of catharsis. But oh, yeah. writing generally like on Evernote and all of that, uh, that's the uh-huh. app that I use. It's it's great, right? Um, poetry sometimes mm-hmm. and just letting all of that go. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this actually very interesting book that I just came across called The Artist's Way. right? It's, I've heard about it. Yeah, it's a yeah, yeah. 25, 30-year-old book. And the lady who's written it, she her idea is that everybody's creative. Okay. Right? Hmm. It's just that we block our creativity. Because by of so many going, different things yeah. right uh, self-doubt and all of these things so her idea is if you want to unleash it uh, one of the first things you should sort of start doing is, is write a three-page letter or uh, just write three pages every morning when you wake up oh so you wake up and you write anything that comes to your mind mm-hmm. for three pages every day mm-hmm. what it will do is it will release all of that anxiety and all of that stress that you're holding on to through the night through the past day and you will just let it out, right? And don't reread it if you don't want to. Don't judge yourself for writing whatever you've written also. Mm-hmm. And if you want to tear that and throw it away. But write idea it idea of writing a Release diary. it, right? It's yeah. a release. It's yeah. a form of externalization. Of dear
0: diary, basically. Yeah, but in dear
1: diary can be very specific, right? Yeah. Uh, this is just, write whatever comes to your mind, right? Yeah. So that helps a lot of people. Mm. Uh, it helps me. Writing really helps me. It, it puts my mind in a very logical space to make decisions, right? Uh, and when I write, I make flow charts and all also so Uh that makes it very easy for mind maps right flowchart oh this has happened this will mean this or this right (laughs) and then it makes every decision much more like logical and easier to visualize um talking with my friends is another way Uh like you have to have a i have a great support system like i have amazing people in my life i'm so grateful for it Mm -hmm. um so and literally i can just call upon any of them and tell them that this is happening and then they'll sort of talk to me about it which helps <laughs> like <laughs> 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 nah, chal Huh? chal is not the way it works with them <laughs> thankfully oh wait uh, you're 30 and all so it's yeah different. almost yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, so those it's, are some ways uh, but that doesn't mean you'll never like it's not that you won't feel these things right it's not that you I don't feel yeah, stress it's not or pain or suffering it's, yeah, yeah. it's a part of existing mm. um, but yeah you deal with it in a way where it's uh, bearable and you develop some form of resilience and you find some way to deal with it. I think a lot of people don't understand how to deal with it. Yeah. Right? Don't, don't really know, know where to start. Don't know where to start. And then hmm. they'll hear people like me say meditate. And then they'll go and find some course on meditation or something like that. Right? Yeah, and like the thing with this meditation… is not working. <laughs> yeah. And it will not work the first time. Bec- yeah. Because the whole… Me- the fact that you're meditating, what you're doing is you're trying to unleash the unconscious subconscious reality right it's all going to come out mm-hmm. and if it's not practiced properly and in a guided way it's going to be like you let loose it's the pressure cooker has burst it's not like the pressure is coming out through the whistle yeah. right and all of that angst will just come at you and you won't be able to sit for 2 3 4 5 minutes also it will seem like an eternity right because all of that conflict will just come up like that right mm-hmm. um, so, you have to be careful about that also. You start with 5 minutes or like three, 30 seconds, 1 minute, slowly make it better, 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 right? And then you'll start seeing dreams and stuff of these conflicts. So, you'll wake up completely anxious. Mm. And then you have to deal with that also, right? Um, so, that's where I think therapy is useful because like, I got lucky. I studied the subject, I figured a way to apply
0: it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I go for therapy myself. Yeah. Right? So, that's another thing that really helps me because. My therapist is an objective reality, right? <laughs> it's a person who knows nothing about my life except for what I tell them.
0: Hmm. That's one aspect of therapy, which I, I mean, it's a plus point the way you said hmm. it. But uh, it's just so weird to me because this sentence, they only know what I have told them. Hmm. Can lead to so many different... Because they are someone who are also... I mean, I don't know. I haven't been to therapy mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are obviously trying to diagnose you sometimes. No. Right? No, I mean, help you out, obviously. Uh-huh. But if they see any signs or symptoms uh-huh. because of what you are telling them, uh-huh. then they will try and diagnose or refer you to a psychiatrist.